Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome back to the School of Last podcast. Happy holidays to everybody out there. This is Rick Roberts, and with me today is our producer, Gavin. How's it going, sir? Good. Going good. Gavin's got his cup of java right there, and I've yeah. got my coffee cup here from Bob Moore down in San Antonio. Bob, I'm just finishing up your coffee. Thanks again for hooking me up with that. We're going to talk today about some of the unwritten rules of comedy. There's no way we're going to touch upon all of those rules, and after this podcast, I'd love to hear you guys' response on some ones that we left out. Yeah. But we thought it might be a good time to kind of throw in some of the stuff that kind of comes in between all the different podcasts we've done, and the unwritten rules are definitely those. And since they're unwritten, these will be all off the top of our heads, <laughs> and so don't expect any kind of congruency or flow whatsoever. <laughs> so that'll be our podcast today. Before yeah. that... Once again, I always like to thank you guys for doing the iTunes reviews. Yes. And remember, our goal is to hit 50 reviews before New Year's Eve 2014. And if we do that, everybody that's reviewed up to that point will get something from me that you're going to love. It's going to help you with your comedy for the next year. But we're only going to get that out to you if we can hit 50. Right now, we stand at about 32, 33. Oh, we can do it. in there. So we, we can, can do definitely it. do this. And I appreciate the guys that have chimed in. Uh, this one is from Raymond is my name. Very short and sweet. But he says... Very helpful for comics looking to tighten up their act. Nice. It can be that simple. This isn't a time-consuming thing to leave such a large, big-time review. Yeah. Thank you very much there, Raymond. And one more. This is from Jamie Ward. Jamie uh, is always quick to help us post our stuff to the Facebook groups and stuff down yeah. there in Georgia. And he says, this is one of the best comedy resources I have found. I love listening to this podcast while I'm traveling. The reason I like it is because Rick gives real and practical advice that appeals and applies to comedians at different stages of their career. Most comedy advice columns and podcasts seem to be aimed only at making money off of those who have never done it. This is a great down-to-earth discussion about things that actually come up and suggestions about how to deal with them. Love nice. the show. Keep up the great work. Nice. That's right. So this is completely free podcast. Yeah. The School of Laughs is a sponsor. You can always check out the website if you're interested in taking classes. But I just like to have the discussion, and it helps me get more focused on my own comedy career. So oh thank you gosh. again for those iTunes reviews. Remember, you can go to the website, the yeah. podcast page, and hit the Speak Pipe button. Yeah. If we don't get it going pretty soon, gang, I'm going to yank it down. No. But I would like you to start hitting that Speak Pipe and just leave a quick comment, a question. It could even just be a shout-out. Hey, this is Jamie from Atlanta. I love listening to the School of Last podcast. And we'll get those on the show. Come on, Jamie. That's right. Now, the, now the, the, all the impetus is on you, sir. That's what you get for helping us out. More homework. Yeah. Well, very good. So, Gavin, before we jump into it today, it's the holiday season. Have you managed your stress all right? I am okay? uh, between uh, liquor and cough medicine. Yeah, I'm handling it. Right there at the same time, huh? Yeah. Well, Gosh. you seem pretty alert today with the cup yeah, of coffee. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, it's been, uh, I had some fun this past couple of weeks traveling and got to go to back to my home. I would call it my second home club, Comedy Off-Broadway yeah. in Lexington. It's closest to the town I grew up in. And got to work with fabulous Jeff Caldwell. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, who's been on Letterman over six times. He's great. And I got a interview done with him while we're there that's going to be out sometime soon down the road so you guys can check him out but jeff did a great job and i have to admit a big mistake on my part <laughs> and one of the unwritten rules of comedy we're going to start right off with this oh. one we all know that you're supposed to stick to your time yeah i believe you mentioned that about my thing 
five million times. Yeah, <laughs> you went like six, five and a half five, minutes in a yeah. three-minute set. Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost did as bad. <laughs> so I'm at Comedy Off-Broadway in Lexington Thanksgiving week, primarily so I could see my family and the family could see the grandkids. But I'm doing the show, and I've got new glasses, and I'm on stage. And before I went up, I said, hey, can you give me light at five minutes? She goes, no problem. You'll be doing 25. I'll light you at 20. Nice. So with my new glasses, the reflection was so bad, I couldn't oh, see no. past the first row. So I'm doing my time, doing my time. I look, I'm look. i thinking, man, I've done about 25. I'll go ahead and start wrapping up. And I look, there's no light. Can't see the light. So I, I delay my closer, go into sure. a few more bits. Look around, thinking, man, this feels like 30. I should be done by now. <laughs> I don't see a light. I guess I keep going. Then I throw my closer in, which is five minutes. So I'm, you know, I don't know that I'm at 35. Right. I sure. think I'm at 20. And in the back of my head, I'm questioning my comedic skills. I'm like, do I not have enough quality stand up <laughs> to do a 25 minute set? Yeah. And then I, then I just start doing some crowd work, waiting for yeah. the light to come oh. on. And finally, I see a flicker of a light, and I get off stage, and I had done 37 instead of 25. Now this was a Wednesday, and Jeff was gracious, and he didn't. The really flicker mind. of the light. They were just turning the lights off in the building and asking everyone to go home. They were just tail lights, so <laughs> nothing but the tail lights. Just like Clint Black used to say, that's all I saw is people were leaving, and the headliner left town. So one of the biggest unwritten rules, and it's probably written all over the place, but it's stick to your time, whatever it is. Yeah. And I broke it. So even after 23 years, things can happen. So what did I do? Not only did I apologize profusely, but <laughs> I went back the very next morning, despite all the Thanksgiving sales and stuff going on and the, the tons of traffic, and I got the biggest watch I could find. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is bigger than this little uh, pop screen here. Yeah. It, is, it is like, what's, what's the, the rap guy with the big clock? Oh, God. Uh, whatever that dude was. His time's over anyway. Flavor Flav? Flavor Flav. Yeah, Flavor Flav, yeah. It's basically I'm wearing a clock on my arm. Yeah. And I didn't wear glasses the next day, and I hey, was fine from there on. Yeah. Do what you got to do. But I, I felt bad, but also, in a weird way, it felt good to, to break such a common rule yeah uh you know i'm not above anything that i'm trying to get everybody on board with right so it's just a a reassurance that those rules are there for a purpose and yeah luckily i was working with somebody that was pretty laid back and it was a wednesday so the the hardest rule would or the sort of the the rule you don't want to break is going over but going under is that a little bit more acceptable yeah i think it's i mean i always say if, if you're within a minute now, if you're under. only doing 90 seconds, you don't want to go a minute Yeah, under. sure. But if you're doing a 15-minute set and you, and you hit a huge laugh at the 14-minute mark that you're not going to be able to top and the crowd is totally warmed up, right? if you're emceeing, that's great. And okay. If, if you're the feature act and you've got a minute left and you've topped yourself, the MC should be on standby ready to take the stage. To go, yeah. Yeah, and the headliner, okay. of course, you want to cover your time for the wait staff so sure. they can do their deal. Uh, and you, you really want to end right when they tell you to as a headliner or go a little bit longer. Wrong. Okay. You know, headliner has a little bit more. Yeah, leeway. On a one-show night. Two-show night, it's very tight. Okay. they got to get the people in and get the people out. So you want to definitely be extra aware of the time on a multiple-show night. Gotcha. So that's that's a big one, and I, I busted it. <laughs> so I, I felt bad. But I also felt good because I know that these rules are there, and I'll, <laughs> it, it refined my approach, and I, got a yeah. better, and I got a new watch out of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what, what's up? What's so next? these are going to be from all kinds of different ranges. Now that's that's good for old dogs and new dogs alike. Uh, a couple of things on the open mic scene when you're out there and you're really new to it. I know some of you listening are just getting up the nerve and building up the time to do yeah. your open mic. Uh, two things you want to do for sure: one, bring some friends. Yeah. Bring some friends to support the open mic itself. Okay. Uh, some of these open mics you'll have to bring some people anyway. 
Now, when you bring those friends and you do your set, here's the big one. Stay for the entire show. And I'll say it again. Stay for the entire show. Sit with your friends once you're done and enjoy the show as an audience member. Yeah. Don't leave your friends hanging. Go hang out in the green room and clutter up the space back there. Watch the rest of the show, especially if you're new, and see what the local comics are like. Yeah. See who you might hit it off with. You know, you probably aren't thinking of taglines at this point for other comics, but just see what's up there and what's going on and support the show. Now, I say this, we had a graduation show at Zany's, one of our, probably our second one, a few years back, and one of the comics, uh, the new comics in the class, had brought no less than 20 or 30 friends. Jeez. Uh, I mean, he he did a great job on, on stage. Yeah. And then, as soon as he got done, his friends wanted to celebrate, and they all left at the same time. And sure. they went out bar hopping or whatever, and it was still a half hour of the show yeah. left. And so not only did that throw the, the wait staff for a loop, because all of a sudden they had to cash these Checks people out really stuff. quick. And there's people running around. It was a total distraction to the show. Yeah. Now, it's an unwritten rule. I had never told everybody at that point, make sure you stick around for the right. whole show. But now it's on my list of, hey, yeah. when we're doing this thing, support everybody. Yeah. And it also makes it easier for the club to do their deal. So stay after, hang out. You know, if there's food or beverage or whatever you can buy to support the venue, do that. Right. And then hang out afterwards and do some networking. Yeah. I mean, we'll do a whole episode. And I know I say this every episode, (laughs) but we'll do a whole episode on the importance of networking. Uh, We did a blog post about it a while back if you want to check it out. But one of the quickest ways that you're going to get into more venues, have more people to bounce ideas off of, and have more people to help once you're in a position to do that is to network. Okay. And some of those people that are going to be doing those open mics will come from out of town and out yeah. of state sometimes. That's your one chance to maybe meet somebody from Florida if you're from Minnesota right. or what have you, and they happen to be passing through. So network, make some buddies, and just plan your whole evening to be at that venue. Yeah. And if you do that, you're going to really maximize your time there. Cool. All right. Uh, just a couple of quick words about clothes on stage. <laughs> wear some. Wear some. <laughs> yeah. Definitely wear some. Uh, twice, I don't know if I mentioned this before, I've been invited to perform at a nudist colony, and twice oh. I've passed on it. But both times they say clothing for me would be optional, but nobody else would be wearing it. Oh, I would. That c- I couldn't concentrate. I wouldn't want to, you know, I just That's, can't even envision. I can't, yeah, Nothing I against that lifestyle, but I... <laughs> You know, that can, lifestyle is mostly volleyball, from what I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly volleyball, Yeah, I think. it's just one of those deals. Uh, and the people are really nice both times they sent yeah. me the email. And, it, and they have comedy there almost every month. It's, there's oh two gosh. venues down in Florida. There's comics. Then that means there's tons of comics. Yeah, like and I believe, the camp. Yeah. I believe uh, my buddy Mike Conley up in uh, Akron, Cleveland area, performed. Mike, I don't mean to throw you under the bus <laughs> if this wasn't you, but I heard you did it and you did a great throw job. Throw you under the nudist bus. That's right. So I might want to call you up on a future podcast yeah. and just talk about that experience. Uh, so, That's But in great. typical place, yeah. uh, you're going to want to wear some clothes. And the r- unwritten rule, everybody's got their own personal fashion thing, but you want to try to dress at least one level above the crowd. Right. And that just means that you want to look like somebody they paid to come out to see. Okay. You don't want to be standing on stage saying, it looks like I paid to come out and see the audience. Right. Exceptions to the rule, of course, if you have a character. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, if you have a really extreme fashion thing that's part of who you are on stage. Yeah. I mean, carrot top wore the jams and right. tank tops and whatever muscle the building blue, things. The blue collar comedy tour guys right. wear, wear sort of the characterish outfit. Yeah, but I hear from a lot of club owners that they're tired of just seeing comics look like bums getting up on yeah. stage. Yep. I mean, I know there's pockets of the country where that's popular. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but 
long term, you got to think about every show you're doing, you're auditioning for another show, another yeah. opportunity. So unless that's part of your core being, try to dress a little nice. Yeah, it's it's probably pretty hard, I guess, as you're uh, going to because you're sort of. I mean, granted, you are maybe working for the club, but you're sort of your own boss. And so then, therefore, there's no one else there to kind of tell you, like, hey, like, dress a little snappier yeah. next time. So the, so you tend to just kind of, over time, just, you know, go down into, oh, it's a sweat. It's my nice sweatshirt. It's right. cleanish. You yeah. Know, and it, it's really. I you mean, just won't get hired again, probably, you know, if, if it's well, too bad. Well, if, if you're just as funny as five other people that look professional, right. you won't be. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is. That's if you're now funny, always trumps, trumps everything. Yeah. If you're hilarious, yeah, uh, you you can perform in whatever you want, and if if you can bring people into the club, you yeah. can perform in whatever you want. Right. But for the average comic, and I know we're all above average, <laughs> we're listening to this podcast trying to get better. But we're on this podcast. That's so. right. And look at us. <laughs> we're, yeah. <laughs> I'm in a sweatshirt. You're in flannel. But I know. Uh, but you got to try to look sharp. Yeah. And we did a whole podcast about this early on called Intros, Bios, and Comedy No-Nos. Yeah. I believe is what it was called. Something like that. So you can go back and listen to that one for some very specific things about what to wear. But that and guys, don't wear sandals. Yeah, it's weird. Don't. Right? Feet. It's right at don't. eye level. I uh, actually, I, I rarely tell anybody <laughs> what I think, you know. And I, I did a show a couple of Christmases ago. It was a fundraiser, and it was at a church. And one of the other comics, very funny guy, but he's wearing jeans and these big, like, thong flip-flops. And I just said, hey. He said, do you have any tips or any any feedback on the show? just looked out at his feet. I'm like, dude, you're hilarious, but come on, the flip-flops. And I think this guy lives in Carolinas near the beach, and it's just natural for him. But try to make it look like he just didn't roll out of bed or out of the car. Right. So dress one step. And I'll, I'll throw this in here while we're on the topic. Bring... Two shirts, yeah. Oh, yeah. And two pairs of pants in case something spills on one. Yep. And bring a light and a dark shirt so that if the background is dark, you can wear the lighter one to stand out. Yeah. And vice versa. That's good. Very good. Yeah. So that's just something there. Okay. This one I posted in a couple of groups asking for some ideas for yeah. this episode. And when I when it got onto the, the topic of green room etiquette <laughs> and unwritten rules, it really exploded. Yeah. So we're gonna spend a few minutes here talking about the green room. Now, if you've never been in a comedy club. Most of them have a little place for the performers to hang out, and that's called the Green Room. little trivia question, Gavin. Do you know yeah. how it got the name the Green Room in the first place? I don't, actually. Okay, so many years ago in theaters over in England, and this is what I – if I'm wrong, somebody call in and correct me. But one of the rooms they had for the performers just happened to be green. Yeah. And the, the people would be unloading, getting the props out for oh, the show. Gotcha. And they'd ask the venue, where should we go? And they'd go down to that green room down the hall. That's where gotcha. you guys can hang out. Yeah. And so that – traveled and all of a sudden everybody calls that the green room the green yeah all right so the green room is where the comics who are performing on the show can chill out yeah performers on the show you might go to see one of your buddies perform at the club and you may have still been on the scene for a year or two but you really shouldn't be hanging out in the green room okay with the other comics there's such a small space anyway usually yeah uh and let's be honest the there's a pecking order we haven't really talked about that too much it's it's kind of understood, but if the headliner is a person that needs to get contemplative and quiet and look over their notes before their show, right. maybe they're working on material for a new special, he doesn't need three yahoos hanging out there in the yeah. green room being distractions. Right. So all this boils down to be treat others how you'd like to be treated, but you got to think. I mean, I know when you first start, you kind of want to get to the green room and hang out with the 
mid-level celebrity questions. Yeah. And, and yeah. And ask a lot of questions instead of just, well, let's go ahead and say this right now. If you're, if you're the, the newest comic in the green room, yeah. the best thing you can do is just listen. Yeah. Listen and maybe ask them if they need anything from the bar, from the restaurant, part of the club. Be a runner. Be helpful. Don't start quiet. telling them about your new bit. Yeah, that quiet. You want feedback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, just sit back and absorb it. Yeah. And you won't believe how many times. And I know I violated this all the time oh. when I first started but it gets really annoying. Yeah. And all of a sudden that green room door is locked and you don't get in and that's why. Yeah. So be a sponge early on and remember, stay out of there unless you're supposed to be. And the headliner, especially, now this isn't such a big deal anymore, but there still are some places where you can smoke in the green room and not smoke. Right. If the headliner is a non-smoker oh. and you're the feature or opener and you're a smoker, you don't smoke in the green room. For sure. You don't Gosh. even ask, yeah. do you mind if I light up? They mind. Yeah. They're too nice half the time to tell you not to. Yeah. But don't. Go outside and have your cigarette. Yeah. That's that's simple enough. But, again, you have to kind of run that through your brain. And how would I like to be treated if I was that headliner right there? Right? Yeah. All right. And the last thing, don't bring your boyfriend or girlfriend back to the green room. Uh, yes. They're not comedians. Families, nothing. None of that stuff. Just, There'll be times where you get invited to come back. That's okay. The invitations have been put out. Yeah. But don't feel like you're entitled. Yeah. Or you have a privilege to bring people back yeah, to the, it's not on the, the show. It definitely because I've done not so much with the comedy stuff, but but definitely on the music side. You know, the green room. Like when I'm about to go on stage to play, like I'm thinking through transitions. I'm thinking through you know specific pieces that I need to hit correctly. You know, timing things like that. And then all of a sudden you've got a you know somebody in there going like, oh, did you go to school where I went to? You know, oh, uh, you know, and it's like. I don't know. I don't right. know. I'm trying to think through like the next hour of my life, like in front of a thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just a it, you got to get your heads right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you have to be. It's the zone. They should call it something else, like the zone room or something. Because right, that's where you sort of go to like. Yeah, you need like, a decompression chamber. Okay, is what it is. Here we go. Yeah, like, it's. it's it's there for a reason. Yeah. And it's not just to store your merch or whatever. It's right. a place for the comics to do their job. You wouldn't go to somebody else's workplace. Oh, yeah. And walk back through the corridors <laughs> to the break room and hang out. <laughs> what you thinking? Where's your favorite pizza place around here? Right. Like, you just be like. <laughs> you got to be a little cool about that stuff. All right. A uh, couple of things about on stage. Yeah. And this goes for whatever stage you might be on, whether it's an open mic or a big time club. When they do give you the light. I should have said this a second ago. Have a nonverbal affirmation that you saw the light. Okay. A little head nod, yeah. a little point, you know, a little smile, a little wink. Yeah. Instead of going, <laughs> oh, they're giving me the light. You yeah. guys oh. don't want me to go, do you? Oh, they're trying Lord. to kick me off stage. No, don't do that. Yeah, and you'll hear that from time to time. <sighs> you know, just give a little head, yeah, a little head shake, and let them know that you got it, so that they can get out of the, the booth and go do their job. Yeah. You know, like me, I went twelve minutes over. Somebody was probably in that booth flipping the light on and off for 12 minutes and they should have probably been doing something else uh, yeah <laughs> you know I, that should have been all on me in the first place uh so that's a big one when you're hosting the show once again we've talked about this before but really nail the introductions don't overdo the introductions for the performers yeah. don't throw out this is the funniest guy ever on the planet yeah they're gonna rock your world don't give too many crazy things just stick to what they gave to you because just like jokes intros are well crafted for a reason right uh this is a big pet peeve of mine when i do corporate <laughs> events you know because they don't get do it they mess all. it up oh 
I'm going to ask you how you say this. 20 greatest redneck moments. Can you say that? 20 greatest redneck moments. Here's how it comes out every time. 20 greatest redneck moments. Oh. Or 20 best redneck moments. <laughs> now, I don't have a ton of TV credits. That's the one I've got. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm recording like, a lot of my shows now to get prepared for this. Thank you, Cindy, from... I don't know. Does this company have an announcing department? Yeah. Because well, it's just it's, that's it's terrible. Bad. And I'll read it to them ahead of time, saying I'm just going to make sure you can read my handwriting, but I'll say it out loud, yeah. so they can hear it. Oh, sure. As a little training, yeah. Tip, you know, and they still mess it up. So I'm recording a bunch of my shows now. Yeah. Uh, taking my bits and pieces from my new hour, and I'm sure they were excited about it too. That's the sad part. They were probably like. This is my moment on the microphone. I'm going to do so well. Well, and they think that they're, like, yeah, they think it's all about them. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to take a, a collage of these because I'm recording all my shows <laughs> and just show you how many different ways we're going to say it wrong. That's great. All right. Just, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll start my next CD with that. I'll have my should. true introduction and then on the outtakes, I'll have all the ones that they've screwed it up. Yes. That uh, sounds great. So it's, it's something that's simple, but as an MC in a club, you should be more skilled than the guy at the, at the corporate event for sure and just nail that thing, get it down. Another thing you don't think about when you're hosting a show is resetting the mic in the stand. In the center. In the center of the stage where it was when you got on stage. Gotcha. And this is whether you're a feature act or whoever, headliner, you reset it for the MC and you consciously set it down or up to their level of height the okay. best you can. All right. Make it easy for them. When you're hosting, you know who's coming out next. If you yeah. can move it up a little bit for them, they get into their show a whole lot better, yeah. a whole lot faster. So it's one of those little things. You never want to drop the mic. Or they may have a bit that's totally on doing something with it. You well, know, yeah, who, that'll happen sometimes, knows? too. I yeah. remember um, some of the shorter comics. There was a guy, Bruce the Moose Goodman from Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> I think he stood about 5'2 or something. <laughs> and he would always tell the MC to make it a little bit higher. Right. Just so he could walk out there and do his opening bit. Yeah. Um, and some of the taller comics would have you set it down small, you know, right, so they sure. have to bend over and go, oh. Right. So be aware of that. But if there's no no major thing like that, set it back where it was so that people can walk right up and do yeah. their job. Uh, another thing when you're hosting, never leave the stage empty. Like don't say, here comes so-and-so and walk off the stage. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, unless somebody tells you to do that, like they got a big musical intro or some big light show or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you stay, say their say their intro, say their name last. Uh-huh. You hang out on stage and you shake their hand when they come out. Okay, that I was that's what I was going to ask. Do you shake the hands? And yeah, okay. and I think it's awkward when it doesn't happen. Uh-huh. And my buddy Zach Lyman there in, in Louisville kind of made a note about this, and I think it's it's just a natural thing of common courtesy. It shows yeah. you're on the, on the same performance level, right? Or at least on the same stage as that person. Not the same performance level, but we're here together working. <laughs> right? Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if you're not sure if you should shake the guy's hand or not, or you're kind of worried, just ask him before the show starts. Yeah. Hey, I, I usually shake the comic's hands. Will you be, is that cool? Right. And if not, then you know. Okay. But you don't have that awkward, hey, left me hanging thing yeah. right there. And that's that's just one of those unwritten things. And then get out of the visual range. Yeah, then get that's, off the stage. That's, yeah. And here's the, the last little note for a stage unwritten rule is to... How should I put this lightly? You never <laughs> want to do time after the headliner. Oh, okay. Okay. Unless the headliner's left five minutes and the checks haven't been dropped or whatever. Right. Once the show's done, it's done. Yeah. You go back on and do the closing announcements. Keep it going for your opener. To, uh, keep it going for me, for the feature act, for a headliner. Don't forget to take care of the wait staff. Merchandise in the back. Merchandise in the back. Thank you. We have another can, show coming in yeah. in a second. So as soon as you can, we're going to need to reset the room for the next incredible audience. Right. And not then, you. You've not been incredible. But the next audience, they will be incredible. Right, right. 
But the last thing you want to do is get up there and you see it from time to time. Yeah. Oh, our headliner was awesome. He was talking about cigarettes. That reminded me of a no. Oh, no, gosh. it did not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't follow the headliner. This is my moment. Right. Yeah. Now the only exception is if they went way under their time. Yeah. All right. If just a few things about how. Now, once again, I hate to say these things, but there's <laughs> they are brought up in all yeah. these forums many times about the staff. The staff are your co-workers yeah. at each venue for that week. And so you really want to go out of your way to make it easy on them. Yeah. So one quick unwritten rule is you tip the staff for everything. For a cup of water, cup of tap water, or a bottle of water. Whatever they give you, you sort of go them. with a buck? I go a buck a bottle of water. Oh, yeah. I go at least at least five on any food that you get. Yeah. And whether the food is free or not, five. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, that's a little bit more in depth it's just a common courtesy yeah the value of a, of a full meal is 20 bucks or 15 i bucks. agree tip them for the same this is great you know a buck <laughs> difference here and there doesn't it shouldn't hurt your bottom line that much but it no. makes a big difference huge if difference. all three comics tip five bucks for the food and a buck or two for every bottle of water yeah. whatever staff member is serving the green room can walk out of there with an extra 25 or 30 bucks well and i think even you had said like on one maybe one of the other podcasts that like sometimes the managers and the, the owners and stuff sometimes they're not in the room watching your act but they'll come out and they'll just lean over to mm-hmm. like a bartender or a waiter waiter or something and uh say you know oh how's it going and it's like you know <laughs> he was they, great yeah they've you've now put that your livelihood in that waiter's hands because they're going to say like oh he's great you know oh yeah great to work with great you know it's doing great you know it's like right. because you tipped him you know well that's all i mean some you being know. funny is a small part of it yeah you know so make sure you take care of that staff ask them if there's anything you can do for them in between shows if it's a friday or saturday night yeah if not get out of their way uh they're restocking the bar they're bringing new ice in they're bringing new beverages in do not sit at the bar in their just way just go Wait, is this so? Is get that out, in, in between shows? Yeah, or get just in, the go back in the green room. Okay. Or if the condo's close, head back there or whatever. But do not stand in the middle of the way. Do not Don't start asking questions. Yeah. I mean, they really have sometimes less than fifteen to twenty minutes to flip that entire room yeah. around. They need all of those fifteen to twenty minutes. Right. If they didn't, they would do it in ten and get more people in there faster. Sure. So get out of their way unless you can help them. And in, at every bar is that little wait station where they come in to get the glasses and the ice. Yeah. Never, ever Don't get in that stand way. there, yeah. All right, That's so the busiest place on the planet. <laughs> the only worst place to be, the only worst place to be is behind the bar. Never. Oh, yeah. Never go behind come the on, bar. Rick, I want to get behind the bar. One time I when saw I first Cocktail, that movie. That's what I want to do. You ought to Just do that. Just throw, throwing drinks around. Man, I didn't even think about it. When I, Me and Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tom Cruise. He turned out to be a pretty well put together guy. Yeah. He might be working in one of those places eventually. Yeah. But one time early on, I was working in Columbus, Ohio, at this place called the Hey Hey Bar with my improv group. Right. And it was a two show Saturday. And it was really slammed. And our show was 90 minutes long. So if I didn't get a glass of water, I wasn't going to have water for 90 yeah. minutes. And I, everybody was slammed. So I just kind of reached over and got a cup and just got that little fun, the hose thing and started to put some yeah. water in there. And I, I wasn't even on the other side of the bar. I got chewed out like oh. crazy. Oof. And I, I, you know, I mean, I got yelled at in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the show started, went and did the show. And then later on, the lady that was keeping the bar said, you know, I want to apologize, but listen, if anything is missing later tonight from behind the bar, yeah, anything from the cash register, yep. any bottles or anything, you're the only person who's get blamed because you're the only person that was buying here that wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. Never even registered in my mind. Yeah. And so all these comedy clubs... I, th- I would assume 90% of them now have video cameras and stuff. 
but just don't get back there. Yeah. If, if nobody's back there because it's in between shows and they're getting some ice or whatever, just chill out. Yeah. You know, don't go back into the kitchen and try to get something back there. Get out of the Stay way. Stay out of the way. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's simple, but it's amazing. I it's mean, we huge. can go to Zany's this weekend and we'll see that violated. Yeah. Every time. Uh huh. Every time. So it's just one of those things you got to get out of the way. All right. A couple of quick things. It's hard. Man, it's hard with all these unwritten uh, rules. No. <laughs> Let me tell you all the things you can do really quick. Okay. Be funny. Be professional. Be awesome. Okay. Be bookable. Now, here's some more stuff you can't do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, condo rules. Yeah. All right. So if you're listening and you've never done a week at a club, a third of the time they have a nice hotel they put you at. Another okay. third of the time they have an apartment that they're yeah. renting out. And a third, they're actually putting equity into a condo. Right. And it's one of their properties. And that's one way that a club can build some money over the years. Because yeah. if that club closes, they can sell that condo and take out the 35000 they got into it or whatever. Sure. So we'll go with condo first. goes without saying, but you've got to leave it nicer than when you got there. Yeah. It almost never happens. <laughs> and the people cleaning the condo are usually the people that run the club themselves. Oh. Or the manager or somebody on staff. So yeah. word gets back really quick if you Not crush like peanuts and them crew. All. Yeah. Yeah. Rarely is there a cleaning crew. I mean, I'm sure everybody would like that. Everybody involved yeah. would like that. But leave it nicer than the way you found it. Sure. Second, when you're done with your week at the club, toss all your food. Okay. All right. Toss your food. Why do I say toss it? Because because you might say, hey, I got a half a jug of juice left or half a jug of milk. Right. Well, even though you may be a good person, you're not swigging it right out of the, out of the thing. Yeah. The next person that comes in the condo is going to have to ditch it. So they're, dirty, they're cleaning dirty. up after you. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Uh, if you throw all your food out, then say me and Gavin are hitting whatever club this week. And right. We open the condo and we open the fridge. And we don't know if the other act has been in there yet or not. Sometimes you don't know. Right. I, mean, I used to hit the store before I got to the club, then drop my food off in the refrigerator, then go do whatever. Go out, yeah. So if there's food in the fridge when you arrive, you don't you don't want to be tossing out anybody else's food that food. might. Sure. Because this happened to me twice where I got to the condo first, stocked it up, uh. then went for a run or whatever, came back, and because my luggage wasn't in my room, they assumed that food was from last week and they tossed uh. it. So 30 bucks worth of groceries, 40 Starts bucks worth of groceries. Yeah. And you're hungry. <laughs> and you're starving. And now, yeah. and now it's almost showtime. Yeah. You don't have anything to eat. You're angry. And you're, yeah. It just sucks. <laughs> other thing, you don't want to tempt other comics with food that's left in there. Yeah. Now, there's, there's many horror stories I won't get into about sure. stuff that's been done to food and what have you. <laughs> Here's one I wasn't prepared for. So early on, I was with the improv group. We had driven from Columbus, Ohio, down to Florida. Uh-huh. Get to the condo. Everything's clean fridge is is cleaned out except for a brand new thing of bacon brand new thing of of cheese brand new loaf of bread right uh maybe a brand new thing of ketchup so i thought it's all brand new yeah it's unwrapped the comic last week just didn't have time to eat Eat it at the club the whole week so we had just driven all night and we had one van the guy who drove the van alan taking a nap right nobody had keys so i was starving and so i i make me a little bacon cheese sandwich what could go wrong (laughs) Well, here's what I wasn't aware of. Between the Sunday morning when the last comic checked out and the Tuesday when we arrived, right. to save on money, they just shut the power off in the entire condo. Oh. You know, we got there. It was a little bit hot. You know why? Because the air hadn't been on in two days. Oh, no. The refrigerator oh. had not been on in two days. <laughs> food poisoning. Oh. Major food poisoning. Wow. Uh, we're doing improv 90-minute shows. 
Jeez. And to get out of any particular scene, I would yeah. just tell him, hey, my beeper went off, and I'd go and I'd throw up or whatever. Oh. So we were there Holy cow. close to the beach. Couldn't go to the beach for a week with food poisoning. Oh, my gosh. The worst week of my life. Don't do it. Not worth it. So even though it was unopened, oh. not expired yet. Yeah, because you looked at the dates. You're thinking you're safe. Yeah. I've been okay with the bread, oh. maybe the cheese Ugh. food. Yeah. Or whatever. The, yeah. The, <laughs> Yellow the food. The non-dairy cheese <laughs> food slice. But, man. Jeez. So clean up after yourself in that condo. And, and by all means toss that food Don't eat I still food. I just have yeah. flashbacks I've gotten food poisoning more than I'd like to admit traveling around the road <laughs> it's pretty bad also at the condo it's for the comics don't bring other people back there ah uh, period yeah. also in the condo you know if it's a two bedroom condo one's probably gonna be the master with the bath that's the headliner's room yeah obviously unless the headliner is not a female maybe you know there's plenty of female headliners but maybe in this case there's a feature act that's a female yeah and you're a dude dude do the right thing and give the female comic even if they're the opener or feature give them the room with the master yeah, yeah. they don't need to be parading around sure you know just be a gentleman yeah and that's, i like to parade around but i know you do <laughs> <laughs> put your flannel shirt back yeah. on <laughs> But be cool about that, and trust me, uh, little things like that get back to the manager of the club that you're a good person. Yeah. And maybe you need that cred. I don't know. Anything helps. But it, it certainly does. And just think, if that was your sister, your wife, or yeah. your mom, how would you want them to be treated Yeah, and treat them that way? A few things about material. Obviously, what would you say would be the number one unwritten rule with doing material? Be appropriate? I don't know. Original? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unique. Yeah. I was your assuming. Own. I was assuming be original on your own. Yeah. So maybe I shouldn't assume that. <laughs> well, I tell you, it should be stuff you write. But how many times have you gone to a show and people are doing stuff they pulled off the internet? Yes. One of those huge long yeah. emails you get from your mother-in-law. Here's ten reasons it sucks to be right. fifty. You yeah. Know? Those aren't your jokes now. Gotcha. Those are internet jokes. Yeah. So do your own material. You don't have to, but it's nice if you're a little bit edgier or bluer. And I'm not going to say edgy. What Edgy can be clean. Yeah. If you're dirtier, but you have clean material and you know everybody else on the show is clean, uh-huh. do the right thing and be respectful of the other acts. Or at least ask them. That's sort of what I was thinking, you know, you know gauge, gauge on what the audience is. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm all about freedom of speech. I'm all about you being unique and authentic to yourself. But if you're not sure a couple of jokes, you know, just run it by the headliner and say, hey, I got a couple of things. Yeah. Do you mind? 90% of the time they won't mind. Yeah. But always think of the show as an entire show, not just your part of the show. So it's something that's kind of hard to, to dial in sometimes, yeah. but it's true. And then another one, this this was a nice tip from Mandy Dalton <clears throat> over in D.C. Uh, if I'm brainstorming with you, say after we turn off the podcast stuff, we brainstorm some ideas yeah. about, I don't know, cleaning a house or right. yeah. whatever. If I come up with an idea for you or you come up with an idea for me, uh-huh. And after we sit on it for a second, I'm like, man, I might use that. Yeah. Just throw it out to the other guy. Do you mind if I use that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because if we're just brainstorming a general topic, Gavin may go back with the same line that I sure, have. yeah. And it was his line, but I thought he was throwing it out and for me. And then you're standing there like, oh, what the heck? Yeah. yeah. I'm never going to write with that guy. Again. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of bounce it off. Are you going to use that? Because if yeah. not, I think I'm going to actually use that. Right, right, right. You know, And sometimes you might just be not even brainstorming jokes, but you might say something. I'm like, dude, that would fit perfect with the joke I have. Do you mind if I have that? Right, sure. Better to ask than yeah. to just throw it in there. And then Gavin's like, yeah. every conversation we have is taking my comedy gold. <laughs> yeah. I only have so much comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so those are a couple of basic. Then here's a few that don't fit in any particular category. But yeah. 
uh, Jamie Utley, who's up there in Louisville at the Laughing Derby, had a really good one that I never thought of, but I've been a benefit of a couple of times. Yeah. And I have tried it, you know, unknowingly done this for some other people, but I haven't made it like a rule, but I like it a lot. If you're a headliner and the MC is picking you up from the airport, picking you up from the condo and driving you to the club, don't let the MC pay for anything. If the MC okay. has to pull in for gas, you fill up the tank for the kid. Okay. If the MC says, hey, you want to go, you need a bite to eat or something before yeah. the show, and, and he takes you to the restaurant, you pay for the MC's meal. MC's in general are are working their way up. Yeah. They're, they're making a sacrifice, and they're trying to squeeze comedy in so they don't maybe have the funds sometimes to, to right. do all the things. Just be a good dude because you're on the other side of that now. Yeah. And pay for those little things. Uh, a couple of drinks at the club or a meal at the club even or whatever. Yeah. Rarely do we reciprocate to people that are not at our level yet Yeah, that way. And I think it's big when it happens. It's huge. You know? Yeah. Um, and if you, you know, there's little things you can do, too. If you're headlining and you're selling T-shirts, give the MC a T-shirt at the end of the week. Yeah. Give him, one, give him a CD or whatever, a little memento. I still remember those things I got from people that were ahead of me. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And those are like little little things in my little treasure chest of comedy. That's, yeah. Sounds a little corny, but once again. No, it makes a huge impact. Yeah, think of the little dude. Yeah. Same thing with if the club is having somebody help you with your merch, if they're out there working the table or they're handling the money for you, tip them real cash and give them some of your merch. Okay. Tip them real cash because they made it easier for you and give them some merch. Yeah. Once again, it's unwritten, but I think you should do it. And then lastly today, uh, Kate Sedgwick from up in Louisville as well makes a good point. Your rules for how you do your show and how you handle yourself are your rules. Yeah. It'd be great if everybody else had those rules, but you can't really impose your rules on everybody else. Yeah. Every comic's going to have their different way of doing things. <laughs> that's that's the world I want to live in is where I can impose my rules on other people. <laughs> oh, me, you and me I'm both. Try, I'm trying to figure that one out, but... <laughs> yeah, uh, married man. <laughs> yeah. It's, It'll never happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but realize that, man, all these unwritten rules are great, but yeah. some people, it's not even on their radar. Yeah. And so even though we know that these are the right things to do and there's other rules that we don't even know about that we're doing wrong you can't impose your your ethics yeah. on other people you're going to work with people from all kinds of backgrounds and all kinds of different concepts of the way they're handling things so live and let live brother yeah just and let it go let it go yeah let it go <laughs> and remember break all these rules yeah <laughs> break them so you see how it feels break them so you see how they work but I have a feeling most most of the rules will be broken, and you'll know immediately. I think how I've broken feels. every one of these. Yeah, but I know that uh, as I was became aware of them, they're there. They're there for a reason. I know it's weird because, like, when I you know when I would do something, you know, you'd go back into the green room or whatever, and it's like I'm standing there going, like, can I talk to him or should I not talk to him? He looked at me. Oh my god. wait now am I the weird one I'm not saying anything like you know so it's hard to know some of those things are just hard to navigate you know at first you know even now I mean I I I teach classes at the club yeah I go to see some shows occasionally if I'm not on the bill I don't go to the green room yeah I just don't you know I hang out in the other part and wait for the show to be over I don't want to bother those guys now if they come and say hey Rick come back here that's a different thing yeah but I'm not going to say hey I'm here can I hang out sure just don't do it you know let them have their space let them do their job yeah so that is our episode for this week. I hope that yeah. wasn't boring. I don't know if that was all so simple that we shouldn't have said it, but I get questions about these things all no, the time. It's important. And I think, you know, being a good person above all takes care of all these things. Just don't be a jerk. 
Yeah. But a few of these things, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I know we missed some things on that list. If you want to add to it, shoot us an email at schooloflaughs at gmail.com. Remember, never miss a post or a podcast. You can email me at that same address and put insider tip sheet in the subject line. And each month, it might be going bi-monthly here pretty soon because the news moves so fast. Yeah. But right now, it's been once a month to send out a tip sheet with some of the best comedy stories from the past month, as well as a comedy challenge for you and your comedy career wherever you are at this point. And uh, you'll get that each month or bi-weekly here, or bi-monthly, I'm sorry, here in the new year. Bi-weekly is a lot. (laughs) Yeah, well, it could actually be that. There's so much news coming out. There's a lot, yeah. We're heavy into the comedy season right now. So thanks again for listening. Leave those iTunes reviews. Yes. And travel safe. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit schooloflaps.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay money.